At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A former club Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Ghost to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be keeping this one to two parts. In segment number one here, I will give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to some of the moves that we saw in college basketball on Wednesday as we did see a notable guard decide that he is going to be going to an Atlantic 10 team that... Boy, oh boy, did they need a little bit of a pickup and a shot in the arm, and they were able to get that. So we're going to get you guys covered there. We did see a few players decide on new schools. We've got a player or two that has reopened up their recruiting process as well. So we're going to be getting you guys that in segment number one. And then in segment number two, one of our favorites, Jim Root. He does tremendous work over at the three-man weave. He is going to be joining me, and we're going to be diving in on just everything that we have been seeing with regards to realignment and whether or not we are going to be having this impact the 2023-24 season or if this is something that we need to just keep note of a little bit more down the line. We're going to be diving in on how much we should be putting stock into these foreign tours and what specifically we should slash should not be taking from these foreign tours as well. And then we're going to be diving in on a little bit of the American and Conference USA as those are the two main conferences that he's going to be doing for the Almanac, which for those that don't know the Almanac, it is sort of a coming together of Heat Check CBB, the three-man weave, along with the Field of 68. Hope you guys get set for the upcoming season. They did a tremendous job with it last year, and I know that they are going to be doing a tremendous job this season as well. So we are going to be getting the thoughts of one Jim Root in segment number two on some of those scenes. We're going to be diving in a little bit on Memphis as well. So we've got a great podcast on tap today, and if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at Janet underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters ZM, Leave me does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And we did see a few moves that did happen in college basketball over the last 24 hours. In my opinion, the biggest one is the fact that Michael Meadows, he is going to be heading on over from Portland and was supposed to be going to Cal, I believe, but he has decided that he is going to be transferring to St. Louis. A big-time pickup for a St. Louis team that 
And now without Yuri Collins, who led all of college basketball with regards to assists per game last season. And in two seasons at Portland for Meadows, he followed with his coach Shante Leggins over from Eastern Washington. Good results. He was able to put up about 10.5 points per contest, doled out 2.7 assists per game, 3 rebounds. It's a solid shooter, not a great shooter, but right around 34% from 3, 84.5% at the free throw line. I don't think that we're going to see him put up nine plus assists per contest like we saw out of Yuri Collins last year, but certainly you could be doing worse if you're St. Louis. This is once again very much a down Atlantic 10, in my opinion. Being able to get a pickup like this, I think it's tremendous for a St. Louis team that it was looking like it was going to be Gibson, Jimerson, and really not a whole lot else in that backcourt this season. St. Louis really did lose a lot of pieces because you thought that the last two years were really going to be their window for making the NCAA tournament. That window has come to pass, but being able to bring in Mike Meadows, it at the very least keeps them competitive. They also bring in Tim Dalger, a guy that has a little bit of versatility from Tulsa. He's going to be playing a little bit more of a wing spot, and Bradley as a Wyro, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, from Georgetown. He's a little bit more of a big man himself, so it was very critical that they were able to get just something in to be able to help out with the facilitation in the backcourt because Gibson, Jimerson, really not a natural ball handler, so this was big for them. We did see CSUN get a little bit of a pickup as well. Jasmine Sanga, he was over at Texas A&M Corpus Christi last year. Was able to average about two and a half points per contest. Really didn't make the world's biggest impact, but he is six foot eight. He is going to be going to a CSUN team that they are going to be looking to turn over a little bit of a new leaf. And I did think that for CSUN, just the coaching change in the offseason, they're going to be bringing in the gentleman from D2 San Bernardino, where there was a lot of production there. I think that that is massive for the CSUN team. They bring back Deshaun Allen Eichen, someone that is at six foot six has good versatility. Janai Hunt coming in after he was a part of that Elite Eight team over at Oregon State a few seasons ago. I do feel like there's quite a bit of upside here with CSUN. They needed a little bit more assurance down low. De'Aaron Tucker, really their only guy that saw meaningful minutes last year above six foot six. So being able to add in someone like this, I do think that it helps fortify the depth. I certainly don't think that he's going to be playing a mondo amount of minutes or anything like that, but you know what? A very good way to be able to just get a body out there, being able to have a little bit more rim protection. I do think that that is going to be big. We did see Toledo land Long Island transfer Marco Melitic. Melitic was able to put up nice numbers at Long Island. Now, Long Island played absolutely no defense whatsoever last year, so it'll fit in perfectly at Toledo as for Melitic last season, right around 15.9 points per contest. He's a six foot six, a little bit of a combo player that shot 39% from three prior to being at Long Island last year. He was able to tear it up over at Laramie County Community College. That was out there in Wyoming, one of those Juco guys. Certainly, you're not going to be getting a great defensive effort out of him, but I do feel a little bit more sock up about Toledo with this move because with Toledo, as we know, they lose a lot of very notable players. Obviously, Ray J. Dennis is the biggest of them as they've lost Ray J. Dennis and Ryan Rollins in back-to-back seasons. That's a little bit rough for them, and they didn't necessarily bring in a big giant haul with regards to the transfer portal as well. I was a little bit surprised that Toledo wasn't doing a little bit more to be able to bulk up this roster. As a matter of fact, I think that this is their first transfer portal pickup of the offseason. So being able to get someone like this, that is big for a team that they very much do rely upon offense. So something I feel like Toledo needed, especially with how up-tempo they play. They do need more depth as well. And then Daniel Nixon spent the last two years at George Washington. And frankly, he didn't do anything at George Washington. In two seasons at George Washington, he put up two points, was 
an okay recruit at six foot seven. I know that there were a few schools in on him, but he could never really get out there on the floor. He is currently in the transfer portal. He is looking at all of his options. So that's what we saw in college basketball on Wednesday. And we are going to be asking this to Jim Root when it comes to taking a look at these teams that they do have a lot of late additions as we ran through a few. How does he evaluate some of these teams? Because it feels like it has been very much hit or miss. So that is going to be talked about with myself and Jim Root up next. On top of that, we're going to be taking a look at the American. We're going to be taking a look at Memphis, these foreign tours, and if conference realignment and what we've seen with it is going to have a little bit of an impact on the college basketball season right away here in the 2023-24 campaign. That's up next right here on Coast Coast Seats with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the VC Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man. It's Jim Root. He does a tremendous job over at the Three Man Weave, taking a look at the game of college basketball. He, along with Matt Cox, Kai McKeon, they do amazing work. I know that they contribute over at the Field of 68, which, by the way, they are back for blood when it comes to the college basketball almanac that is going to be put out by Field of 68, Three Man Weave, along with each CBB. I know that. Jim is hard at work as it is conference preview season for him. So he's doing a great job on that front. Does some work over at Action Network. Always brings it over there as well. And always brings it on this podcast as well as to be able to follow Jim on X. We are trying to get away from calling it Twitter, even though I will probably continue to slip up and call it Twitter. But that said, you're able to follow him at Second Chance Points. That is the number two and D chance points all together. And Jim, Always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here, Greg. Thank you for the Almanac plug. We announced that yesterday on Wednesday that it is coming back. It is currently pre-sale for fifteen ninety nine. Come out September 20th, between 13 and 1,500 words on all 362 teams. Road to success, potholes, X-Factor, quotes from all the coaches. Jeff Goodman's going to do a lot of like lineup updates as we get closer, so you have a better idea of what starters will be. Happy to plug that right off the bat. I really think it is a, an awesome resource. It has some things that you know even other very extensive season previews do not. So hopefully it's something that college basketball fans cannot go without as we head into the year. Yeah, but I know that Jeff has also been doing a great job of updating all these coaching moves as well because we always focus on the head coaches, but he's went a step further looking at all these assistants, some of the guys that they don't get the love that they should deserve. So that has been a tremendous resource for myself this offseason, and Jim, I think that what we might need for a resource for next college basketball season is a cheat sheet as to just what teams are playing in which conferences, and I think we might need it for this year as well because Conference USA, the American, there are some very different-looking conferences, and I think my biggest question right now with everything that we have seen in the college sports landscape, because this is not exclusive to college basketball, it's mainly just manifested through college football money, but do you think that we could see any impact this year with regards to all that we've seen with the Pac-12 pretty much becoming no more? Those final four teams are wondering what the heck they are going to be doing, but do you think that there could be any impact this year with things like player movement or something of that nature? I could potentially see if some of these Pac-12 teams start to go south early, even the the remaining four guys have multiple years of eligibility left, I guess, or even one, wanting to enter the portal early or, or just, you know, kind of, I don't want to say quitting on the season, but if you know that your team's not going anywhere this year and you don't even know what league you'll be in next year, I can see some indecision there. That would, you know, be very unfortunate for teams in that position, but also, you know, if we're able to sniff that out early, Greg, and, and kind of figure out 
this team feels like they've kind of lost their way. The coach maybe has lost the locker room. That's some some easy fade teams late in the year coming down the stretch. It's going to be tough for those coaches to keep teams engaged if there are guys that are starting to think about greener pastures. I talked to a coach this offseason for the Almanac about a team that was not eligible for the postseason last year and some of the, the players you know, towards the end of the year, understandably, their minds started to wander a little bit. Like, what's the next step for me? I'm not going to be able to have a chance to play in the NCAA tournament, so what do I do from here? And I think that's, you know, an understandable headspace for a college kid to be in. And, you know, it's just going to be about trying to find those early and and see if any of those present opportunities for us late in the year. And I think that there are so many 18 to 22 year olds that are so different because there are some that are going to be like, oh, neat, I get to travel to all these different places. Being a kid from Wisconsin, being able to play a game of Washington for me as a younger kid, and I was actually on the UW Oshkosh bowling team, by the way. If I would have gotten a bowling tournament out there in Washington, I would have thought that it was great. There are others that they don't like to leave home, so certainly I do think that it's going to have a little bit of an effect on that front, and we shall see if in the coming days, coming weeks, we do see a little bit of an uptick with regards to the transfer portal and who might be entering into the portal as well. It's Jim Root. He does tremendous work over at the three-man weave. He is joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops. But with regards to the things that are more pressing with regards to this season in college basketball, it certainly is right now these foreign tours that I feel like there's a lot of overreaction to. We see like the scores like Houston got romped by the Australian national team, which, by the way, had the likes of Patty Mills, Josh Giddy. They were not going up against like 18-year-olds or anything like that. These were grown men that they were going up against. I know that there were some that were either encouraged or they were saying that it's going to be a bad year for Houston, things like this. I know that people are locked in with regards to Kansas, how they're doing in their foreign tour. Obviously, Kentucky had theirs in the last few weeks. How do you gauge these foreign tours? Because I just really don't put any stock whatsoever in terms of final score. What I want to be seeing is some of these rotations for one. And two, I just think it's encouraging for all these teams that they are getting a little bit of added experience and they're getting practice time, being able to get to know their teammates a little bit more in this day and age where there's so much roster turnover. We've thought about doing some sort of detailed data project on teams that do the foreign tours and how they perform in the first week or two of the season. Like, is there an edge in terms of chemistry and and all that? And I'm I'm a little skeptical because every team's got at least two months heading into the season and it certainly does help, but I I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference from an against the spread perspective. I'm with you on the final scores. I just don't care, but rotation stuff can be very interesting. You know, thinking about Kansas shooting guard spot, they rotated where Arterio Morris started a game, Nick Timberlake started a game, El Marco Jackson started a game on their tour. So they're still trying to figure that out. That matters more to me than, oh, Kansas lost to a team with Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon and a couple other guys that have been long time out of college and have been refining their games. That That's way less important to me than, all right, are they going to be able to solve that shooting guard position as they get into the fall? That's something I'm going to need to monitor. Or even like Memphis lost to, I believe it was the Dominican Republic national team or something. And and like David Jones, who was supposed to be on Memphis this year, played for the other team in that game. So that's the kind of context you have to know. Like, all right, maybe he's worth a couple points and actually win that game if you flip it the other way. So. Yeah, just kind of like digging into the results, figuring out rotations, individual performances. Like LJ Cryer, I think, had like 23 or 25 points against that Australian national team. And it's just nice to see him settling in 
for Houston in a shot-making role for a team that lost Marcus Sasser, who was very, very important in that regard. So, yeah, just kind of disregarding the final score and, and digging more into how it impacts the rotation, what they're telling us about the team by who plays, who doesn't. Like, Wichita sat out two of their key guys, Colby Rogers and Kenny Poto. Basically, like, we know these guys are good. We're going to try to figure out what we have with the other 10 players on our roster. And just kind of little hints like that. Uh, I think you can pick up stuff on rather than just, you know, being obsessed with whatever the final score ends up being. Yep, I totally agree with you. You do want to be seeing these guys and just some of the rotations, how maybe a coach might be looking to change up the tempo a little bit more. And as we know, with some of these foreign tours as well, these coaches will try out stuff and they never, ever use it during the regular season because it turns out to be a flopperoni here. That's what practices are for. And I think those taking a look at the NFL as well can take a little bit of wisdom from that as well, overreacting to every single interception that we see in training camp as well. So <laughs> I do feel like we can serve multiple sports with regards to that words that word of advice as joining me on the show. We've got Jim Rudy does tremendous work over at the three man weave and Jim, certainly these foreign tours and conference realignment, they're coming to the forefront of college basketball. But I know you, much like myself, you're grinding away. You're starting to take a look at what we're going to be getting for the upcoming season. And I know that, as we alluded to, you're going to be doing a tremendous job with the Almanac, previewing some of these conferences. For one, which conferences are you going to be doing for the Almanac? And two, have there been any teams as you've been diving in, doing some of your previews, doing some of your write-ups that either you're feeling a little bit more or a little bit less bearish slash bullish on? Yeah, so I'm doing the American and Conference USA. So I've kind of got that fun little crossover where some of my teams are migrating from one league to the other and you, know, you ask a coach that's moving from CUSA to the American, hey, how do you feel about this? And they're like, well, FAU and North Texas and UAB are coming with us. So I'm not figuring it's going to be too much harder than we had it in the past. So I've got those two. I've got the SOCON. I've got the Patriot. And I've got the Ohio Valley. So I've got five of them, 54 teams. Got about 40 of them written, 45 of my coach interviews done. So I've come a long way. As far as teams that maybe I'm higher or lower on, all these coaches definitely do a very good job of, of selling the upside. You know, everybody's got depth. Everybody's got athleticism. They're all going to have great competition in practice. In terms of the ones that I've previewed, in the American, I actually think a team like Rice might be sneakily better than a lot of people think. Um they lost Quincy Oliveri to Xavier in the, in the transfer portal, but they did return a lot of other key pieces. They played through Max Fiedler a ton, and that was you know something that's been tough for people to guard for, for multiple years now. They've just really struggled on the defensive end of the floor. Two years ago, they lost Oliveri to injury. Last year, they basically played five and a half guys for most of the year. They really had no depth, and they were able to add a couple key transfers from the Power 5 level. Noah Shelby from Vanderbilt and Sam Alajiki from Cal. Now, you know, it is Cal. I'll, I'll insert that caveat. But they've also got some guys younger that are getting better. They added a recruit that's just outside the top 100, Keanu Dawes. There's a bunch more athleticism in the front court. I think that team's going to figure it out a little bit more defensively. And Scott Pierre actually has had it moving in the right direction. The first year, really, really struggled there, but then got up to 19 wins last year, almost hit that, that 20 threshold, kind of magical 20 mark. Now, granted, the American will be tough. Like I said, those top three teams are moving with, and Memphis is waiting there as well. But I, I think Rice is going to be a lot more competitive and might actually kind of finally figure things out defensively where that's been a weakness for them, at least to the point where they're competent. Maybe not an awesome defensive team, but I, I like some of the pieces they've added. So the Owls are one 
that I'm looking at there. Like Western Illinois moving from the summit to the Ohio Valley. Uh, I think they were pretty optimistic about their outlook. Had they stayed in the summit, they made that announcement that they're going to the OVC. And the OVC is, you know, one of the most parity-ridden leagues in the country. I'm not sure if they had a single top 200 Ken Palm team last year. Maybe Moorhead State did sneak in there. But there's a lot of opportunity for a new team entering that league. Uh, and I know they had a coaching change, Chad Boudreau taking over for Rob Jeter. But they kept a couple key pieces from their rotation and, and added a lot from Boudreaux's big-time junior college connections. So I think that roster might be a little better than it looks on paper just in terms of returning players because I like the talent they brought in. They brought them in from really good junior college programs like Ranger and Indian Hills, like some of the really top ones out there, guys that have won a lot before. And I think that's going to matter. So Western Illinois, another team that's maybe snuck up my radar along with rice being someone from the great state of wisconsin actually we're both from the great state of wisconsin we know that rob jeter didn't necessarily get the job done at uw milwaukee didn't get the job done at western illinois so yeah i'm right there with you i think that that is going to be a little bit of an upgrade as jim root who does tremendous work over at the three man weave is joining me right here on coast coast soups and i know you did mention that you were going to be doing mainly the american along with conference usa and i think the big question i have for you is how do you view this Memphis team coming into the year? Because I think that just the biggest variance teams are the ones that they do add some of these guys late, especially guards late. Like Javon Quinterly is coming into the fold in late July, early August. That is something that I think is so intriguing. With Memphis, they may or may not have DeAndre Williams. We are still waiting on them. Well, for Memphis, for one, they could use them out there on the court, and for two, they could use them to be able to buy the team's rental car when they're on the road as well. So they need them for two different focuses but that said how do you view this Memphis team because on paper there's just a boatload of talent but at the same time when it comes to these teams that they come together late we've seen great results like we saw with Kansas State last year adding Keontae Johnson and company late and we've seen other teams completely flop yeah Memphis has kind of had that consistently where they've struggled a little bit out of the gates and they play a really really tough non-conference schedule this year I think that's been you know something Hardaway's wanted to do is really challenge them and, and make that brand national again. But to your point, man, they have so many question marks. Like, I don't know if Jaquan Walton is going to get a waiver as a two-time transfer. I know there's some speculation that he might not have, and, and people were maybe a little scared off of him in the portal. He bounced around schools this offseason. Mikey Williams, their best freshman recruit, had the weapons charge earlier this offseason. Unclear what his status will be. You mentioned DeAndre Williams, who would probably be their best player. And then there's also the David Jones question. I told you, I mentioned that he played on the other team in their foreign tour. He's not on the official roster yet. I think he is still trying to graduate from St. John's so that he can be uh, eligible immediately and not need a two-time waiver transfer. That is my speculation. But Penny Hardaway is one of the coaches I have not gotten a hold of yet. He is a, you know, a tough guy to, to nail down. I can imagine. I think that team has a lot of upside. If they get all the pieces on the court, especially DeAndre Williams back there to just be kind of the adult in the room, the coordinator, like he, he's just very familiar with, with what Hardaway wants to do. And then you add in Quinterly, you add in some of these guards that are a little more dynamic, Caleb Mills. I like that team a lot, especially as they develop throughout the year. But Maybe early on there's going to be some hiccups as they figure out who they are and we figure out who's actually going to be on the court for them. So I'm going to probably pump the brakes early, but want to attack them late. I think the last two years they've really ascended in league play, and I think they could do that again. Yep, we have seen that each of the last two years, and we do find that with a lot of these teams that have a lot of pickups, like 
You're in and you're out, Arkansas. They always struggle out of conference, and then in conference, all of a sudden, they're able to find it. They found it a little bit less last season, but they were still able to make that Sweet 16 run. So those are always teams that are important to focus in on. And, Jim, I know you're a man that is very focused. I know you're doing a tremendous job of getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. We mentioned it, the Almanac is what you guys are going to be doing over there at the three-man weave, along with Heat Check CBB and the Field of 68. I know you've got a lot more on tap as well. So let the good people at home know what's all coming up for you and how people can follow along at social media and other platforms. Yeah, the Almanac's the biggest thing. Please go out and buy that. Uh, it, it is a lot of work. I mean, each coach call is 20 to 30 minutes plus prep. Each writing of the team is at least an hour, usually two plus prep. And so, you know, it ends up you know, writing 54 teams is probably at least 250 hours of work. So if you can, please support it. It's going you know, right to the people that are working on it. There's no middleman. So would love for people to do that. Uh, the three-man weave Twitter slash X handle is going to be starting our top 40 countdown soon. We actually had a, a comment on our podcast on YouTube kind of prod us. We're like, hey, where is that? And we're like, oh yeah, you're right. We need to do that. So it's an annual tradition. We count down our top 40 teams. Used to be via previews on our website. Now it's mostly in social media with, with a little bit of breakdown. So check that out. And then our podcast, Three Men Weave College Hoops podcast. That is weekly. We'll have a mid-major extravaganza at the end of August. And we start into conference previews where we'll do the American and the A-10 together, the West Coast and the Mountain West together. And then we get into the top six leagues and go team by team, really diving in, similar to the way uh, Greg will do it here on his. But, you know, different perspectives are good. The more you hear, the more you get uh, information, the, the better your decisions can be. So encourage people to check that out as well. Oh, I'm right there with you. And how boring would sports shows be if everyone just agreed with every single take and we saw that we got it all right. There would be no sense in betting on some of these things as well now. We don't need to go all forsaken and everything like that and have everything be a discussion point like, oh, we've got a very clear-cut number one team and we have to try to poke holes into everything like that. We don't need to disagree just for the sake of disagreeing, but being able to get different points of view, I am right there with you, Jim. And Jim does an amazing job. Take a look at the game of college basketball and his insights along with all the gentlemen over at the three-man. We've always appreciated on this podcast. Big thanks to Jim for joining me on Coast Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. If you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you ever have any question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters the M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, Please do send these into the timeline and the other way. That's fine. An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Them from there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. The player movement is getting more and more thin, but we still have a little bit of it. I'm going to be keeping you guys abreast of all that on the podcast here as I'll be with you guys every single day. But as we know as well, starting to be conference preview season. The Ohio Valley Conference Preview is going to be coming up within the next few days. I know that next week I will certainly be doing the NEC. I will try to see if I'm able to fit in the Patriot League as well, but we are starting to get into some of those low to mid-majors over there in the northeast part of the country or in the Ohio Valley Conference is standpoint the Midwest slash the southeast part of the country. So we've got all those getting round up for you and we are going to be doing a preview for every single conference, doing a specialized podcast for all of them. And then once we do those, it'll be time for the upcoming season where I'll be giving you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate you guys tuning in today and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.